0: Prima.
1: Go, 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 Go KBLA Talk Fifteen eighty. Good morning, and God bless. I'm Dominique DePrima. This show is First Things First. My first thing on a Monday, especially, but every day, giving thanks and giving praises, asking for blessings from God, asking for the blessings of the ancestors and the elders. And let's go. Let's do this thing this week, this year. Um, So this is how it works. In the first hour, we typically look to the left coast. We see what's going on on the Pacific side of town. In hour two, we go national, international, and beyond. And in the third hour, we do a deep dive with a person of interest or a hot topic. And actually, we were missing our messy Monday uh, vibe last month. We uh, we moved it out of the way to accommodate a um, person elected official. And now it is back. It is back today. Um, so we'll do that in hour three. We'll meet some folks and hear their dating philosophy, their relationship philosophy. And I encourage you to weigh in. This is where we make sure that even though we are progressives and we focus on those important things uh, in the political landscape, we also take time to do better and uh, think about our intimate relationships, among other things. So our one, uh, well, the whole thing is a little skewed today, and it may end up being that way uh, up until election day, March 5th, because we need to get ourselves together and understand who's running for what and what we're voting for. So we're, you know, we're reaching out to judges and, uh, well, would-be judges, judicial candidates, and um, people are running for just about every office you can imagine, and they will be showing up around here. So we have two of the folks who are running for district attorney in the second hour of the show today, which means if you got something to say this morning, yes, you can call in uh, during those those presentations but if you got a topic or something on your mind and you want to do the freestyle phone thing, call and talk about any topic, uh now would be the time to do that at 80 1580 nine two oh fifteen eighty. That is the number to get in. You can also tap in on social media KBLA fifteen eighty on every platform <clears throat> or find me Duprima Radio D I P R I M A and then radio on almost every platform, and I would love to uh have a conversation with you there as well so right now this um this first hour is me you and the microphone and um there is a call to action this morning um really this early this week around the um uh, King. Martin Luther King Community Hospital. It's For those who have been in in Los Angeles or on the political landscape for some time, you know this has been an ongoing fight to keep this hospital strong and viable within our community. We know it went away. And then um, thanks to the efforts of, uh, really, uh, then-supervisor Mark Ridley-Thomas, it, it it was resurrected it came back it was a huge and important um you know resurrection of a resource and now <clears throat> king um community medical center is actually you know one of the leading uh hospitals for better maternal health outcomes for black women um it has been truly a success story in its uh resurrection and yet continues to, um, to you know, be underfunded and to face challenges. So on Tuesday, tomorrow, Supervisor Holly J. Mitchell is going to introduce a motion uh, to get more funding for Martin Luther King Jr. Community Hospital. And um, folks from the Empowerment Congress, other activists in the space, are asking for you to go if you can go to uh the board of supervisors meeting on Tuesday and show support uh for this hospital. It is true this this is a huge and important community resource. We almost lost it um once and um we need to make sure that it has the funding uh to keep going on. I mean, you think about the fact that they are providing care to people whether they have insurance or they don't have insurance in a community that is wildly underserved when it comes to um, resources for healthcare, and in a community that suffers in both the black and Latino quarters of that geographic region um, from worse health outcomes, largely because of less access. So um they're asking you to go to the LA County Board of Supervisors meaning it's at the Kenneth Hahn Hall of Administration in downtown LA which is 500 West Temple Street it's going to be in room 381B uh you can and then you can go there and they have comment um you can say that you support the funding for Martin Luther King Jr. Hospital if you for some reason can't make it in person uh, you can go to the Board of Supervisors website and learn about uh, how to participate on the phone. They, they have call-in instructions there. Apparently their um, call-in instructions are not always the same. So if, even if you've done it before, you want to go check in and see what uh, the requirements are if you want to call in, and you can also submit written comments. But if you want to submit written comments, the deadline is today, so you got to get it done right now. Um, And you would uh, go, it's item number 10, apparently, Martin Luther King Jr. Community Hospital, keeping the dream alive. And that's the name of that uh, motion from uh, Supervisor Mitchell. And you just want to say, you know, well, I would say that I'm for the, uh, you can say whatever you want, but I would say as a progressive that we need to ensure that this important resource in our community continues uh, to be fully and robustly funded to be able to do the important work, which is actually not in some ethereal or airy fairy way, but in a very concrete way, saving lives uh, and giving, you know, for, for black moms and, and, and others, but black moms especially who are getting better outcomes, right? Uh, and now it's it's been well documented. Um, there's a documentary called "Birthing Justice," which really highlights the great work that the Martin Luther King Jr. Community Hospital is doing in this area. And that's just one right um, with with culturally competent staff and having adopted um, you know important woman center woman centered models. I'm um, using all the different kinds of resources and methodologies that have had uh great outcomes. It's just one one aspect of why we need this hospital, why we need to step up and support this hospital right now. And again, you know, for those of us who get caught up in this funk that somehow uh, all politicians are you know, useless and they're all the same, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. You know, be mad at the ones that you're mad at. Be specific, but this shows you the importance of representation, right? Of having someone or some ones on these bodies, like the LA County Board of Supervisors, a very, very powerful political group, having someone there that has the interests of us in mind, that's willing to say, you know what? We've got to have a revenue stream to support this community resource and not just leave it to whatever way the winds blow. Uh, Because what we're doing is helping to counteract decades and decades or arguably centuries of medical apartheid, right? Um, And that we um we the community elected folks to um to represent us and then when they show up and do it uh like supervisor Holly Mitchell is doing with this motion we need to support them so if you have the opportunity to go uh and go to the board of supervisors meeting uh tomorrow let's make it happen if you can call in that's great and uh, if you want to write in that, that's due today. So that's your call to action. Yeah, it's a Monday and we're shot out of a cannon around here. Would love to hear from you. 809 20 809 20 And it is true. The season of strikes continues. I'll tell you what's going on with the Cal State University faculty and their labor action when we come forward of course, I'm taking your phone calls, 800 920 1580. I'm Dominique DePrima, and this is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Your ancestor's favorite radio station, radio station, and your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DiPrima right now, right now.
1: If we care enough, I believe we do care enough, but we're going to have to show it through action. And I'm um, so grateful to be in community with the KBLA delegation because we uh, actually do do more than talk uh, around here. But you're welcome to talk right now, Eight hundred nine two zero fifteen eighty. 809 920 I want to point out one other uh, little deviance from our typical schedule. Today, you will get your Mindful Monday a little early today so we can um, make room for both of our candidates for DA to have the same amount of time um, in the second hour of the show. So um, we'll be hearing from Sahara Ali and a Mindful Monday, our affirmation, our... A short form meditation and some guidance on the week ahead with a sound bath expert, a meditation instructor, mindfulness teacher, and a life coach, Sahara Ali. That'll happen right after our next news, traffic and sports. So keep it right here for that. Okay. So the first, for the first time ever, um, that, that I've, uh, know of, and I think it is the first time ever all of the twenty three California state university campuses are on strike this week every day starting today um, this is the start of the spring semester, and it's going to create pen it's going to create some confusion, but I mean that's the point is to show how important these folks are um, the faculty um that means professors. It means librarians. It means the folks that keep uh school, you know, the Cal state university system running smoothly, coaches, uh, counselors, they want, um, they want to be paid better. The, uh, the reason for that request is in the name, Cal California state university, Cal California is expensive. And, um, teachers professors lecturers they need to be able to live where they work so they want 12 percent they want some other benefits um and this is going on all week this week apparently the campuses will still be open if you feel like crossing a picket line you can go um and then the faculty members are going to have to figure out what they're doing with their students on an individual basis um so if you are a student I would recommend an email figure out what's going on or just pick up a sign and go join the picket line that's what a lot of students have done um when we saw similar strikes uh, you know on the east coast and in in academia uh, across the country last year many of the students simply uh, join the picket line. The thing is, this is ad drop period. Everybody's getting their schedule together and I get all that. Um, but there's a lot you can do online without walking across a picket line. Um, the, um, union, the, the, the union is marching. And to me, that's not, you don't want to cross that picket line. Um, but you know, it's, it's a so-called free country do what you do. Um, they're saying the campuses are going to be open for student services. And so they can check with their professors (laughs) about how they're going to be handling things during the strike. Um, and some faculty may decide to not go on strike and may decide to hold their classes. I, I think there's pretty high level of solidarity from what I know, the folks I've talked to who are walking out. So I would, uh, I would definitely see if you can figure out what's going on before you make any moves. But, you know, again, you can you have the option if you're a student um or a parent to pick up a picket sign and join the um the faculty here. Um there's a new chancellor <laughs> who's going to have to navigate this. But, you know, given the outcomes that we've seen with many of the other labor actions over the past year, it's probably good to just go on ahead and get to the table and negotiate something favorable for faculty ASAP. Um, The university system has its own problems, but to me, if you're going to raise tuition as I did last year, and continue to be top-heavy in terms of these consultants and highly paid administrators, then it sends the wrong message to not invest in the actual faculty, the actual people who deliver the thing we're counting on, the thing called education that we're counting on you to do with and for our students. um, To me, that's where we should start as far as the investment because I think we get carried away with buildings and the so and such and such named building, and the just to me, this is my analysis. It seems like the university system is in it, in this country. As a mom who's just been through the applying the college <laughs> process, I'll tell you, uh, with my child, the universities in this, in this country are really overpriced. And it's, it's uh, more than a notion to pay for college uh, education for your child. It's top heavy. I just think the whole system is top heavy. We spend too much money on these university presidents and such who are making millions or half of millions of dollars while faculty can't even afford an apartment um, or to pay their gas bill in, in pricey California. So definitely, um, standing in solidarity with the faculty members this week. Um, and of course I know it's different if you're a, a student, but nevertheless, um, solidarity is important. You want your teachers to be able to live nearby and, and have more time, uh, to do their job, um, so I guess the, the other piece of this is that there are, there's a group of workers on these campuses, people like receptionists um, and the folks that do like tech support and stuff, who are starting a union. They're just starting to organize. It's uh, about 5,000 folks, maybe a little less than that. And they, um, they are organizing their own union, Um, and then there's another, there was another strike. There's a teamster strike that was meant to be hitting, uh, today to the campuses, but apparently they've, they came up with a deal, uh, at the end of last week. So, um, yeah, you got the heads up, you know, what's up, you know, what solidarity looks like around here. And I, I, you know, I'm going to keep circling back to this, um, the situation with the King Martin Luther King Community Hospital. It's so funny. We're, what, less than two weeks away from MLK Day, and we have the question of whether or not we're going to fund this hospital in his name, which serves, super serves the people that have the least access uh, and does it really well. So, um, you know, again, the call to action is to either call in, write in, or show up to the board of supervisors meeting tomorrow, um, January twenty third, and make your support for the hospital uh, to known. Um, they serve one point three five million residents. It's, it's it's not a little thing. It's a it's a big big deal, um, and. Supervisor Holly Mitchell. She's introducing this motion tomorrow. We want to show up and support that. Or if you're going to write in, uh, you have to do it by today. I had the opportunity this weekend um, to see the film Origin, which was a special screening. A lot of um, people, activists, right? People in... (laughs) anti-racist and uh, BLM folks and, you know, young people. And uh, if you saw it, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Eight hundred nine two zero fifteen eighty. It's directed by Ava DuVernay, Anjanu um, Ellis, uh, with a pretty um, stellar performance. I, I don't want to, I shouldn't say pretty, with a stellar performance. Uh, solid, solid uh, work. But like the book, cast itself, which I, which that origin is based on the book cast. Um, it raises some questions, right? So I thought the book, um, I haven't, it's been a while since I read it, but I thought it was very, um, <clears throat> very important in making a lot of connections that people may or may not make, um, in how hierarchies are enforced how a white supremacy is enforced um, or prejudice. But at the time that book came out and, you know, there, it raises questions about the role of race and the oppression of people in this country. And the author, um, Isabel Wilkerson, who is the subject of the film, or, well, I can't say she's, she's partly the subject of the film. Her story centers the film and it you know, there's a lot more to it than that. It's it's really well done. uh, I'll give you that. I mean, uh, Ava DuVernay does weave a story. Uh, she, it's, you know, it's compelling, but the question of, of whether we can simply say that our oppression as black people in this country is only about caste and doesn't, and is not influenced by race or even, um, you know, the people, the black people of Brazil or the black people of the Dominican Republic, that race is not a factor, that in fact there's a caste system, and she makes the argument um, using the uh, caste system of India and the Dalit, formerly known as Untouchables, and um, the caste system of the Nazi regime in Germany, and if, which, of course, we know is inspired by Jim Crow here, to make the case that the through line, the commonality in the impression of all these people is caste, a system of caste, and explain how that system is enforced, but makes the argument that race is not the reason. And, you know, that raises a lot of questions. It's something that feels, um, popular, but not true. Uh, We've got news, traffic, and sports talking about the movie Origin. Love to hear your thoughts on this and other things. A Mindful Monday coming up next as well on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: And it is my honor and my pleasure to start the week each week with those Mindfulness instructor, meditation instructor. She's a sound healer, a sound bathologist, a life coach, an astrologer, and so much more. Um, she's the creator of a system called Saji Yoga. If you want to know more, I suggest you go take a class. Um, Sahara Ali. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Dominique, and good morning, KBLA family. Welcome to Mindful Mondays, where we get our minds right for the week by setting positive intentions to honor our mind and body through meditation, prayer, and affirmation as we step unapologetically into our week, being on purpose with faith, truth, power, and wisdom. Our call to action this week is to acknowledge we are one with a divine source greater than ourselves. We honor this as we celebrate the celestial influence of Pluto and the sun in Aquarius. Yes, it's Aquarius season opposed the full moon in Leo on Thursday. So we have a wild week going on. We have an opportunity to uncover gifts from our inner landscape and explore new talents as well as receive deeper wisdom and truth for growth and transformation. Things can get really emotional and feelings Of rage may rise to the surface to be healed. It's all about purification. The universe is offering us a chance to receive positive change, purification, karmic healing, and transformation. New life potential and spiritual growth lies in front of us as we usher in a new paradigm, bringing radical change of all kind, yielding a shift in our personal and collective power. So this week is full of celestial changes posing the questions, are you ready for change? Are you ready to shift the paradigm of your consciousness to stand in your wholeness and your light? So going forward with our Mindful Monday meditation, pause for a moment, take a breath. Sit with what I've just shared with you, but mindfully bring your awareness to your breath. Be here in present time. Exhale. Now breathe. Just inhale. Hold it. Then exhale. Being on purpose in this moment, opening your heart to change. Take this time to be here now, opening to your inner spirit. Now just breathe. Breathe and relax. Breathe in love from the Most High. Relax. Now exhale, calling on your angels and ancestors to aid with surrendering to new beginnings, new possibilities. Inhale. Be here now. Be here now, open, ready to receive clarity of self going in that world behind your eyes. Bringing in breath of life. Now exhale. Allow your outer vision. Yes, your outer vision to match your inner vision. Because as we think, so shall it be. So think about what you want, not what you don't want. And go into that world behind your eyes. And shift your perspective. Calling on self-love. Now inhale. Embracing your soul's purpose. Think about that. What is your soul's purpose? Breathe that in. Now exhale, relax, connecting to the wholeness that already exists within you. Connect to your wholeness that already exists in you. Now inhale, receiving clarity of love and faith. Think about that. Receiving clarity, love, and faith. Now exhale, releasing all blockage to divine wisdom and change. Exhale and let go of anything blocking divine wisdom and change. Now inhale, committing to the gift of spiritual evolution. Commit to the gift of evolving your consciousness, aiding your spirit and evolution. Now exhale, Acknowledge you are one with the divine source. We are one with the divine source greater than ourselves. Now inhale, promising to embrace positive change, promising to pick up your power and to hold your light. Now exhale, relax, release, and let go. And now just breathe normal. And as you breathe, think about integrating your wholeness. Think about how you're willing to be on purpose. Just breathe, relax, quieting your mind, quieting your body. Embrace your spirit, your light, your wholeness. Now take the biggest breath you've had all morning. And as you hold this breath, and as you Exhale this breath. Embrace your body, your mind, and spirit to receive our Mindful Monday affirmation. So just relax and breathe and listen with an open heart with your mind and your spirit. Our Mindful Monday affirmation. Today with grace, I unapologetically accept the gift of my life's purpose receptive to the Most High's will to be done. Today, with grace, I unapologetically accept the gift of my life's purpose, receptive to the Most High's will to be done. Unapologetically embrace your gift and be open to the Most High's will to be done in your life. Relax. Breathe. And bring your awareness back to present time, giving yourself permission to unapologetically embrace your purpose and to be receptive to the Most High's will to be done in your life. Relax and let go, centering and grounding yourself and carry this thought with you throughout the week, throughout the day. Thank you, Dominique, Tavis Smiley. Miles in the 1580 KBLA family have an unapologetic, mindful full moon last week. Being on
1: purpose. <laughs> you said a lot right there. You said earlier when you started that it was going to be a wild week, and just hearing you recap it back, full moon week. Um, yeah. So, thank you for getting thank us started in, in such a centered way. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: It's an Aquarius season, so Aquarius is erratic, sudden, unexpected. So hold on to your
1: pearls. Yeah, you're right, and and it's a great week to start with an affirmation and intention and some kind of grounding. If it's a little, it's a little um, Aquarius full moon. <laughs> I'm not, not going to say what you what you call Aquarius but mm-hmm. just. Uh, Sounds like we should uh, breathe and give ourselves plenty of time and not get caught up uh, in that intense emotionality for anything other than good. Love that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I was talking to myself, Dominique, get off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> get off the ledge now. All right. uh, yeah, it, and I know, Angelinos, we don't like to go out in the rain and it's coming down right now. But I'm sure you have um, yoga uh, classes and sound baths and such coming up, right?
2: Yes, I have a, um, I have a sound bath. At Yoga House in February, but I do sound healing in my office every Sunday and Monday, and KBLA listeners have a gift offering if they're open to it, and they can reach out to Elise. Elise will give you all the information on how to come in and get recalibrated so that you can ride this new wave that we're in with Pluto and Aquarius that hasn't been there in 20 years. It's going to be cray-cray. <laughs>
1: And and that's that's a slow moving transit, right? So that's going to be going on for a while, twenty years. Yeah, just about twenty years, just a couple decades of 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 uh, wildness. But let me tell you, if you've never done a sound bath or a sound healing, and you think it sounds airy fairy and unlikely to uh, to be helpful, which is kind of what I thought, even though I love Sahara and yoga and and all these things. Once you try it, you will be singing a different tune. And I guess if you really think about it, it makes sense. Like if someone, you know, it's like when they, it's one of the, I guess, torture tools is loud, terrible sounds that they play people while they're stuck in prison or while they're at protest. Then the opposite of that would be healing vibrations um, from sound. So anyway, you can call at least 213-628-9783, 213 628 9783 or go to Sahara Sahara has an H at the end. Sahara Ali. Sahara, thank you so much.
2: Thank you, Dominique and the KBLA family. Have a blessed week.
1: And you have a blessed week as well. Let's all do that. Let's have a blessed week, despite the 12 kinds of crazy that the planets may bring, keeping our inner werewolves in check through meditation, eating well, drinking our water, breathing, all that good stuff. Okay, so we have today um, coming up, Next hour, we are going to be meeting um, John McKinney, a uh, prosecutor running for district attorney, and Jeff uh, uh, a, um an attorney, another attorney who's running for DA. So we'll meet those two. We'll talk to each of them. And we will be talking, yeah, we'll be making a hard pivot <laughs> into a messy Monday uh, in the final hour. So we've got a lot going on around here today, but it is the perfect moment to call me if you have something to say 800-920-1580 800 920 we are unapologetically progressive kbla talk 1580
0: kbla talk 1580 is an intervention when we come, when we forward, come forward includes you kbla talk 1580 turning pain into power Hour power we well, know you stick around. This is L.A.'s home for Progressive Talk Radio. Heard. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580.
1: Okay, I know you remember in 2023 um, the incident that took place at that Winco um, store where a woman was thrown to the ground violently by a um, L.A. County Sheriff deputy. Uh, his name was Deputy Trevor Kirk, um, and he is... Um, you know, being sued by the, um, woman that he threw down to the ground. Um, her name is JC Houston or Houston. I'm not sure the, the correct pronunciation, but you remember this. That was a crazy case, right? Um, they, the, the guy she was with had been accused of stealing, even though he, it turns out didn't steal anything. And then this guy just, she was just trying to, um, film it. And the guy threw her down on the ground violently and, um, uh deputy handled her well anyway apparently he has been arrested not for that uh but for domestic violence uh which of course you know somewhat uh, explains how easily you just grabbed a woman and threw her down like it was nothing like it was an everyday thing you know like it was your first reaction rather than your last resort uh, yeah he's been um arrested. Um the um the woman that's suing him for basically beating her up and throwing her down to the ground at the Winco, uh Miss Houston, she is represented by civil rights attorney Carrie Harper on that case, who is who is already um, you know, taken a deposition and, and moving forward with this case. While meanwhile the guy is arrested, um he has to be in court in Santa Clarita this morning, in case you feel like tracking down that whatever that hearing is um but this is just uh, you know i I don't know, I'm not a lawyer. <clears throat> maybe we'll be able to get Carrie Harper attorney Carrie Harper on the show sometime soon to talk about this, but I would imagine that if you're suing someone for beating up your client, who's a woman and throwing them down on the ground that um violently. That being arrested for domestic violence is probably not a good look, I would imagine, and it's definitely not going to help your case, right um it's I hope at least um so just want I wanted to flag this because I think that these are you know so many times, especially within the sheriff's department, oh this person is alleged to be in a gang or this person is alleged. Uh, this person has a record of beating people up, slamming them around or, um, questionable arrests, profiling, even a record of killing off, you know, uh, civilians. They seem to get put back on the street and, uh, back in action, or they move around to different departments. And so this kind of accountability and tracking Uh, of this kind of um, policing is really important. I I know that the Biden administration rolled out their database now, but it's starting with federal officers, and I guess they're going to fill in the blanks uh, as we, um, you know, as they get more sophisticated and get more time to input data. In the meantime, we, the people, need to um, track these violent folks like Trevor Kirk, Deputy Trevor Kirk. And I, and I I, don't say allegedly violent because I saw the videotape and now he's been arrested for alleged domestic violence. Connect the dots, follow the money, use the head that God gave you, <laughs> figure it out. It's never too late to call me, 809-20-1580. I'm Dominique De Prima for KBLA Talk 1580.
0: A safe place to go loud, loud, loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. Yeah. Heard any other talk radio lately that sounds anything like this? <laughs> we didn't think so. You're listening to Unapologetically Progressive. KBLA Talk 1580.
1: Yeah, I think that um, the the film origin, which, which I was talking about um, earlier, is definitely worth seeing. I don't want to say it's not worth seeing. And it will prompt a uh, a lot of emotion for most people. I also think it does a great job of reminding us, prompting us, uncovering some history that some folks aren't aware of um about the oppression of, of people all over the world, about fascism, uh the Nazi system, and um and the way she, you know, makes the the writer, um, Isabel Wilkerson, makes draws a straight line between the enslavement of black people and this sort of global caste system and how it's enforced and really makes us think, just like the book did. And I thought the book was very, very impactful in that way. Um, Ava DuVernay has done a masterful job of telling these various stories, weaving them together uh, in a way that's not at all confusing, And the fact that it centers an interracial couple, which is the author, Anjanou Ellis and her husband, um, you know, that that raises the question even more greatly. Because if I'm, you know, if I'm in an interracial relationship or if I am the product of one as, as I am, maybe there's an impulse to gloss over race as a factor or to uh, some would say dig deeper than just race, right? Um, and I think that what she says and what she the the parallels that she creates in making forcing us to look at the American um, system of upholding white supremacy in a global framework, uh, and finding the points of commonality with Dalits, with uh, you know Jews under under um, Nazi Germany and, and anti-Semitism is important, especially right now with what's going on uh, in, in the Middle East. A reminder to all, right, of the impact of hate and and, and um, what fascism looks like, what uh, authoritarian governments um, look like, what, you know, uh, in this case, you know... Um, how that, how that plays out into our our oppression. But I do think that you can't just simply say that because we have these commonalities, that means race isn't a factor, especially when you talk about the American story, the North American USA story, because, um, I mean, and I would say, and I would argue South African apartheid too. Um, it doesn't mean that there isn't other oppression going on. It doesn't mean that, that what she argues is not true, that there is a caste system that is used to oppress people um, in various chosen groups and dehumanize them. But to try to use that thesis to say that race isn't a factor or isn't the lens or isn't the reason um, I think it's problematic um, for truly understanding this country, and I'm not saying that we're unique in in being in that we're disconnected from the world. Clearly, we are dis we are connected to the world, and uh, and it's true that n- no one's free until we're all free. But if we, I don't know that this is the moment in history, especially with the reparations conversation, to pivot away from the impact of understanding uh, the role of race and the oppression of black people in this American experiment. 809 We're going to be actually talking with the uh, district attorney candidates when we come forward exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580.